This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Do you like sci-fi, fantasy, action, adventure, and comic books? Then you've come to the right place for your weekly dose of anything and everything geek. So strap in and let's get this show on the road. Welcome to the Science Fictionary Podcast. Welcome back, sci-fi fans. This is the Science Fictionary Podcast. I'm Andrew. I'm here tonight with Marisha and Dave. Hello. What's going on, everybody? Oh, not much. Uh, I watched this show called Miss Marvel. Yeah, and I thought we could talk about it. Go yeah, for it. No, really? we definitely need to. We definitely need to talk about it. Shocking. Um, we talked about the first two episodes just a couple of nights ago. Mm-hmm. It's true. Wow. They're playing Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> They're playing Apex Legends. Somebody must have been about to die. Yeah. Yeah, it went bad. I apologize. Yeah. Did y'all hear Did the you... bad language? I yeah. I couldn't really understand it all. Just a tone of voice. <laughs> it said, "Effort, don't sit, don't just sit behind me." <laughs> That's great. Awesome. Because well, Andrew's a gamer, I know that he'll understand. Oh yeah, my roommates. I understand. Yeah. I understand. Um. So we did talk the first two episodes, but David wasn't able to join us the True. other night when we did the first two episodes. Yes, we had a whole conversation about how you went and got a life and stuff. And <laughs> But <laughs> uh, this is actually one we've really been looking forward to talking with you it's about awesome. because I know you are familiar with the comics. Mm-hmm. And... Um, yeah, I'm a big fan of the character in comic books. I, I've read her stuff. Uh, mostly I've read her when reading the champions. I read the first volume of Miss Marvel of the book. I, I didn't read past that. Um, okay. just never got around to picking up the volumes, but, um, I am pretty familiar with her character. And so I was looking forward to the show. I thought that my little sisters would enjoy it a lot. It seemed like a lot of fun. It seemed like, a, a spy, the Spider-Man TV show we never got is, is sort of what I was hoping for. And um, I I think it's kind of delivering it on that front. I I like Mm -hmm. Kamala Khan and the actress a lot. She's carrying the show for me personally. Um, Because I'm not, I'm not thrilled about the show. I'm not over the moon about it. You know, Um, Hawkeye was coming out and I was, couldn't wait every single week to see an episode of that. And and same for WandaVision and Loki and stuff like that. This show, I'm, I I can go a day without seeing it. I, I certainly watched Kenobi before watching this um was something i i did and, and apparently a lot of people have because the ratings have not been pretty uh for miss marvel well, they've been good compared to every other television show but not compared to the other marvel tv shows yeah and we kind of talked about that the other night and I, I think there's a few problems with i think there's a few reasons that's happening kenobi might contribute to that um like we talked about you know most most adults in this country watch you know, anywhere from like three to six hours of television a day. So I don't think that that's like a, a massive part of it, mm-hmm. but it, it certainly probably contributes. And the, um, and then it's very, it's, it's, it was really advertised to a very n- niche audience. It, um, it was. And part of it is a brand new character. That. Part of me appreciates that it was like, we're advertising this towards, 
teenagers, and that is what we're making the show for. Right. We got enough. We got Hawkeye and WandaVision and and mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, we got the scene where uh, John Walker cut somebody's head off of Cap Shield. Like we got the, the more gruesome stuff. We can have just a teenage show, so I'm okay mm-hmm. with that. And I'm liking the lighthearted tone of it. Um, I really like the family drama. I'm yeah. actually pretty invested in that, and that's where the mm-hmm. tense moments comes from for me. Yeah, it's yeah. like, oh, Kamala, just tell your mother the truth. Like, and and oh man, the the dad is 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 so much fun. Mm-hmm. Um, he's really great. I she love. She keeps Bruno. hurting his feelings. She keeps hurting his feelings, man. I would have gone to Comic Con with him if my dad was dressed like that. I certainly would have gone to Comic Con with him. Um, I wonder if we can make that happen. I bet you could. Just get a couple drinks in him, and he'll do it. Uh, he did a he did a hairy chest contest on a cruise one time. Um, so I think I mean, that we could make this happen. He is the he is basically the Wolf Man. So exactly my point. Uh, I told him he should do a Wolverine cosplay. Uh, but anyway, um, I really love Bruno. Yeah. Uh, I, re- I really love the first couple episodes. That actor was actually in Walking Dead, and he was great in Walking Dead. Only around for one season, though, and they killed his character off, and that sucked because he was the best part of that season. So I'm really happy to see him in this. Um, also, I read today that he he claims that he was one of the finalists for S- Spider-Man in the MCU, that he, mm-hmm. uh, he had auditioned for that. Um, interesting. Which, that is interesting, and, and I, I, I'd like to see that alternate universe. I could definitely see that. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it's yeah, a very Peter Parker kind of character. He is, yeah. I love their friendship. I've been mm-hmm. Bruno before. Uh so I I I Lesson. really relate to that. Yeah. Um <laughs> I love all the cultural stuff with, with Kamala and her family and, and um their religion. And yeah. and Bruno, it's it's really fun watching Bruno tag along with that. Um, mm-hmm. some of the food they were eating at that little fair thing looked really good <laughs> and I, I, I really want to try that but <laughs> anyway that's my this is my initial reaction to the first two episodes it's just I'm just ha- I'm having fun with it I like Kamala mm-hmm. a lot and that's why I'm watching the show and that's why I'm going to continue to watch the show because I like her a lot and I think the actress is killing it yeah no she's, she's just came out of nowhere yeah. and is absolutely killing it my only issue that i had with the show was that episode two was a little cheesy uh the episode with the with the boy and she's like <sighs> that, was, that was a little cheesy uh but i got over it and that was really my only big issue with the show so um I, I, it was cheesy. I don't mind that they're not afraid to be a little cheesy with this one, though, because there's some cheesy stuff. And when she's imagining, you know, jumping out the window and and doing the flip Getting off her, the tree her and her superhero yeah. landing, and I mean, they're not afraid just to be a little cheesy with it. And and it's another thing that I feel like is very Edgar Wright mm-hmm. influenced. And actually, I've I talked a lot about the Edgar Wright influences visually mm-hmm. with the way they're cutting scenes. And I was re-watching episode one and realized that she's watching Scott Pilgrim. Oh, oh really? That's fun. Yeah. I, that's awesome. Yeah. I, yeah. When she the way they're doing the text the, messages when and she, stuff. Yeah. When she lays down on the bed and looks at the TV backwards, it's uh it's Michael Sarah right there on the screen. That's um, great. 
So I because I was like, I don't know if the Edgar Wright influences are intentional or not. And they put that in there. It's like, okay, it's, it's all very intentional. That's awesome. Be, I, that makes fun. me like the show more. Actually, I have loved I feel... all the editing and stuff with like the text messages and the way they yeah, all that's that a lot of fun. fun. Um, she does kind of have the same thing going on with, you know, like uh, the girl with the hair like this. It's kind of that same thing <laughs> <of life. laughs> going on. That, that, that's a great point. Yeah. So, yeah, the only thing that would make it great now is if Michael Sarah showed up. <laughs> Michael Sarah shouldn't show up in everything. He should. He should. <laughs> Michael Sarah would actually time. Michael Sarah would actually thing. work in this, though. He would. Bruno. <laughs> He's a little old Bruno. to play Bruno. What if at he this took, point, what but... he shows up as Bruno's older brother? He could be Bruno's dad. That would be amazing. That'd be awesome. Uh, <laughs> there's still time for him to be cast as, as the thing. And Fantastic Four. That's true. I'm I'm holding out. <laughs> so so don't worry. Wow. Or um, too fun. Invisible Woman. <laughs> I mean, we're not gonna see him. It doesn't I matter. Mean, we are we are pitching. You know, re recasting Amber Heard with Bruce Campbell <laughs> over in uh, in Aquaman. Have you seen that? Yeah, I signed the petition. You did. Good. Yeah. <laughs> As you should. Of course I did. <laughs> um. All right, so uh, yeah, I mean, we we really enjoyed the first two episodes. Um, it is definitely geared more for kids, mm -hmm. um, and part of the joy I'm getting out of it is watching my kids really love it. And I feel like, kind of like you said, like this is kind of like the Spider-Man coming of age story we really didn't get. Which hopefully we'll get in that animated show. Yeah, uh, no, I think I think that's a there's a good chance of that. Um, so let's let's move on to episode three. Marisha, what did you think about the third episode? I mean, I thought it was a lot of fun. I I lost it. I lost my whole train of thought. I agree. um <laughs> I, I know it's real deep. Um I enjoy the wedding. I mean, I'm always, I'm always one for a good dance scene. I'm always down with that. You but, know, the yeah, I saw, I think it was Patton Oswalt was talking about that scene on Twitter this mm -hmm. morning. He was like, this scene has nothing to do. Like we do this scene has nothing to do with the story. It's, it doesn't, it doesn't affect the story in any way, shape or form. It was just fun. Mm -hmm. It's just in there because it was fun. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's fun. It's pretty. It's it's culturally relevant. It's it's yeah. one of those kind of things, and um, it and it does set up a place for her to really kind of. I mean, she she kind of wrecks the wedding. Right. And as soon as they were like, oh, you know, the wedding starts, it's gonna. It's like, oh, this has got to be it. Like, this has got to like who's gonna who's gonna show up and wreck this wedding? And it's gonna be her fault. Um, I did. I kind of hoped we talked the other day. I kind of hoped that they were going to go the version. Now they kind of gave us twist because, um, the woman that we saw, uh, Nagia was not the grandmother, right? The woman in the back seat wasn't Aisha, um, which they kind of led us to believe that she was going to be, but yeah. I kind of hope that she was going to kind of be a dark, a little bit of a darker character. And that seems to be where they're going. I, I, thought she was going to be the grandmother. So we kind of hoped that we, we were going to go a little more of a Magneto kind of angle with it, you know, that she was going to have some kind of bone to pick. And it seems like she may just be a bad guy, just more for the sake of, be and she's well, bad. Yeah, they're definitely evil. bad guys. That's actually what I wanted to talk to you about, because we do have deviations from the comic book origins, where it looks kind of like we're not even going to go in humans. Because I was still thinking up 
till the end of episode two, we were definitely taking a second stab at Inhumans. There was that conversation where she told them that they were um, the Jin, and I was like, she's going to say Inhuman. She's mm-hmm. going to say Inhuman. Yeah. And then she said Jin, and okay. Um, you know, when the show first started, a big criticism was them changing her power set. I was okay with it. Uh, and I've actually gotten less okay with it as the show's gone on uh, because I'm missing getting to see some really cool stretchy stuff. And, and, and yeah. I think that'd be a lot of fun. This still works for me. The character still works for me. And, and, and in this most recent episode, we got to see the hard light constructs played with a little bit more and see her starting to get the hang of it, which I think is cool. And I'm I'm not, totally against it yet but i'm still not completely sold and then we got this gen thing i i don't know how to feel about it yet i'm gonna give it more time um i mean this they could always in 10 years retcon that actually she's an inhuman um i don't know um i still need more information about what the gen is what the what the thing on her wrist actually is well and apparently there's two of them yeah well, the arm they took they took it off of was blue. I mean, and which that's kind of my thought. In the MCU, we go Cree. Cree. Cree, which makes sense if it's inhuman. Mm-hmm. And so that kind of made me wonder, okay, so from in, in the first place, like she's telling this story, but she's also kind of lying to her, at least on some level, right? She's not, she's not, she's telling her maybe the truth from a certain point of view, right? She's def- that's definitely what, the gen are rocking here. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think they're setting it up in such a way where they could, could easily retcon it by being like, yeah, she was lying. Yeah. I don't think they're doing that though. I actually think that one, I think Marvel's just kind of shying away from doing Inhumans right now. I really thought when we saw Black Bolt in um, yeah, that last movie, in, in that Strange. that was kind of that they were going to be like, okay, we're going to, you know. I, I will readily admit that this route is much more culturally relevant to her backstory. Yeah, I thought that that was cool that the Jin were like these, basically like demons. They're and, demons, yeah. And and her, um, and her culture. I thought that was a cool idea. Mm-hmm. Um, and I loved seeing her react to that. Like I'm not even as guardian. Jen, <laughs> um, tonic nightmare that was, thing. that was funny. Yes, tonic. That was great. So the the one that they took the the um, oh, what's the thing called? The bangle. The bangle off of it was genie from uh from Aladdin because it was blue. <laughs> yeah, I I when they said Jen, I was like, that's like another word for for genie, genie right? But she actually says that when she says we've been known by many names, and she's you know says genie. Yeah uh demons there was a third one i don't remember what it was but we're most commonly known as jen i still yeah. think it's tied up with i i think they're tied up with the Cree somehow i i think that's possible except for unless it, only if she's lying about the whole other dimension thing yeah the other dimension thing really kind of throws that off. Now they may be lying about that she wouldn't be the first villain to show up and say they were from another dim- dimension that's what um mysterio did right yeah yeah i i still don't know how to feel about it because we have like basically no information about it yeah um yeah see that's the thing it's like at this point we've got like this much information about okay what does that entail 
Um, yeah. So, I mean, it could really mean just about anything. Hey, Nicole, thanks for uh, thanks for joining us uh, oh. there in the chat. Uh, we're talking episode three of Miss Marvel. We are indeed. I, mean, I am interested in in the gen though, and and these people. They have really interesting weapons. I thought that, that was kind of fun. There was some fun fight scene. That, that was yeah. a fun fight scene in this episode. I thought mm-hmm. I, I did enjoy that. Um, the cooks. really nope. <laughs> yeah, I'm out. that was great. <laughs> that was really really funny. Um, I'm really excited to see her get her costume. I think it'll be soon. I mean, we already saw that Bruno mm-hmm. gave her her mask, which I thought yes. was right. cute. And it, I think it's actually interesting. They set that up at the beginning with like, he makes cosplays. Mm-hmm. So it kind of makes sense. He um, really stepped up his uh, thermoplastic game though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's, nice it's going to be interesting. Ask. I'm curious to see where the costume comes from. It's 3d printed. hundred percent. Well, the mask is, but yeah, the rest uh, of it. But I'm I'm curious to see now where the rest of the costume comes from. I kind of wonder if she doesn't go raiding in the attic, you know, and kind of cobble some things together. I I don't know. Based in the promotional art, it looks really really high quality. Like it does. Uh, Looks like Reed Richards made it for her. You know, right? Hmm. Yeah. So yeah, it will be interesting to see where that comes from. But I, I love this whole thing where. Um, it's this constant balance. And this really goes back to the, even the beginning, but even up through this episode where it's trying to find this balance between her culture, her family, her, her friends or neighbors and being a superhero. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, in the first episode, it was kind of about how to, you know, how to wear this cosplay and still respect her, her culture. Right. Mm-hmm. And then in this one, it's really, you know, this, this challenge of, and it's the, it's the challenge all superheroes face, right? Like mm-hmm. doing this can hurt the people closest to me. Right. She has no idea what the right thing to do is right now. It's, it's all being thrown at her very quickly. And who does and... when they're 16? Well, right. She has yeah. no mentor. She has no mentor at this point. No, yeah. she just, so, it's just her and her pal who has a slightly better head on his shoulders trying to figure it out. Yeah. She thought she had a mentor for a second, but then she instantly turned to be evil. She gave her a day. She was like, yeah, you're going to help us. And then like one day later, it's like, she hasn't helped us yet. I'm going to murder her. And everyone she loves. Jeez. We went dark fast. Like so much for being friendly. Yeah. I mean, I've got a, I've got an idea that she intends to use her and that whatever it is she has to do is very likely to kill her. Uh, right. So it's not really about showing up to help her. She's just a, a means to an end. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I, I need to know more about the gen. Yes, definitely. Yeah, I looked. I didn't get a chance to read a lot. They do kind of exist in the you know in the Marvel comics mm-hmm. already. I mean, they're they're essentially demons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know, like, I. <sighs> When it's something that obscure from the comics, I feel like they pull this thing out and go, this is a really obscure thing that we can tinker with and change a little bit and nobody's going to get that upset about it. Yeah. Um, did you catch this, David, the, the Shang-Chi reference? Uh, no, I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, it was kind of re- what it was. Well, was. Well, let, uh, Marisha was actually caught that right before we started okay. tonight. So um, when they're... They're 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 in that temple looking for the bangle when they 
pan up, you see the ten rings on the floor of that temple. Oh, cool. So yeah, that's that's definitely an interesting. Well, there's been a lot of theory that this that the bangle has an origin that's going to that basically in this phase of the MCU, we're getting these artifacts, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. powered artifacts. I guess that would be so related to the 10 is going to show up anytime now, right? I mean, we did have a, oh, what's his name? Show up as a Cree and Aegis of S.H.I.E.L.D. It's true. So <laughs> they could do the Cree version of Warehouse 13. Yes, this is what I want. Damage Control it has Warehouse, that it, it's going to be it's their true. Warehouse 13, yeah. Yeah. I saw like two episodes of Warehouse 13. I mean, it's again, it's kind of cheesy, but it's really fun. I like this. I'm glad that you're enjoying it and picking up the comics, Nicole. There's some really great stories with Miss Marvel in there. Um, But yeah, I want to know more about the djinn because, like, does being a djinn give you powers regardless of the Mm -hmm. fact that you have the the bangle? Like, um, they said that, like, they have slow aging. Mm-hmm. But do do they have anything else? If so, does Miss Marvel have that? I what what if they have stretchy powers, and at the end of the show, Miss Marvel loses her gauntlet, but she has stretchy powers now. Well, you know, they told us. I don't, don't want to see that necessarily. I'm no, just I don't think that's the way it's going to happen. But I did see an interview after the first episode, maybe, mm-hmm. um, where the the directors were talking about it that this version of the powers is an early version and that we're going to see it evolve Mm -hmm. this is this is not the final form of the powers yeah well like they said before there's two of them so Mm -hmm. she's only at half power right now Mm -hmm. right yeah so there's a there's a lot going on there with uh where the powers coming from i do like that we're kind of doing this thing where we have artifacts now that are it's not our first artifact that can give you power but it's you know thor's hammer is obviously the Mm -hmm. the first there with but it's also another one that it's not it's a conduit right it's just a conduit it's you know you're not thor god of hammers right what if wong shows up at the end of this episode i mean at the end of this show apparently wong's in she hulk so right benedict wong is, is is all about doing anything marvel apparently wong's all over the place wong is the new iron man of the mcu um what if he shows up at the end of this show and it's like Kamala Khan, come with me, just like he did with Shang Chi, and mm-hmm. um, uh, takes the thing, and it, we and we have what if that's Carol Danvers' uh, big cameo at the end of the show? They said that she was supposed to be in it, but that she's not. But what if she actually still is? And they have that council scene mm-hmm. again, like they did at the end of Shang Chi, mm-hmm. and it's like it's literally the same scene from Shang Chi, just now about this, right? Um, I think that that's a decent possibility. I think so. I think that that seems like it's that kind of seems to be what Wong's kind of about right now. You know, that's kind of what he's doing with his Sorcerer Supreme powers or authority or whatever it is that he's got going on. He's kind of become the uh, the slightly more benevolent damage control in some ways. He's kind of yeah. going, you know, he's he's kind of the the Nick Fury the of magic. Know, he, he's, of, of magic, of magic, yeah, yeah pretty right. much. I like that. So, what do y'all think about how we're handling damage control? Like, damage control has clearly evolved from their original, yeah. their original mission statement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
Because um, they're government. They seem kind of stupid and kind of um, ineffectual, um, incompetent. Really? You mean bureaucracies or not? <laughs> yeah. effective? No, they, they they seem like they've they've got this idea, this this mission that has expanded from mm-hmm. beyond the original thing, which was literally to clean up after right after these oh, yeah. events uh, to gather materials to catalog. Uh, now they're it's like it's almost like they're trying to prevent that from happening at all. Mm-hmm. It's, right. It's, it's like Cap said. Anytime you try to start start stop a war before it starts, people die. Uh, yeah, I do think it's interesting, doing. and I think the best point I heard somebody make about damage control, where we've got somebody, you know, these people now that are just showing up, saying, "Oh, there's a powered person here. We have to. We need to stop them." They clearly are doing something wrong. You know, they uh, when they're talking to Zoe Zimmer, they say, "Then that's when she tried to kill you, right?" Mm-hmm. And, um. I actually, the best observation I've heard about that is that for the X-Men, with the X-Men on the horizon somewhere, mm. like, you have to start to create a world where people distrust superheroes. Mm-hmm. That's a great point. I actually really like that, because that's been a thought. It's like, why are people going to hate the X-Men but be okay with Spider-Man in the MCU? Which is, that's always been a problem in the comics that you kind of just, like, hand wave. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. But but the MCU tends to like tackle that stuff a bit more head on, and and it's I find it harder to hand wave stuff like that in the MCU. I also feel like Kevin Feige doesn't like hand waving stuff, right? Uh, like that, um, he wants it all to make sense, and so that's mm-hmm. a great point of of yeah, we got to create this world where people are going to be distrustful. I mean, at, we even saw that a little bit in uh, in Doctor Strange, where that that doctor at the wedding was like, oh, so you make the decision that you decided it was our only play to right. give Thanos a time stone and, and now this happened. Who gave you that authority? Who who died and made you king? Right. Uh, so we are kind of working towards that where people are starting to get resentful at superheroes that you know it's and it's we know this isn't the case, but the thought process is probably like, and this is the thing that's been in every freaking Batman movie is like, oh well, you know, before Iron Man showed up, there was no Thanos. Right. So uh, if right. it wasn't for Iron Man, Thanos never would have come here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that's kind of what the Sokovia Accords were all about, right? We kind of are, are taking that whole, you know, power people were always popular, but now, like, after they, you know, then people are starting to to start telling up a, a body count. Yeah, uh, Scarlet, you know, especially with what happened with Scarlet Witch, it can't be good for the superhero community. No, right. it really can't. Well, the other thing we've got as far as continuing to sow a distrust there is they announced, I mean, we're getting Thunderbolts. Oh, yeah, that's right. Is it a film? Uh, a I believe it's a series. It's a series. I mean, either way, the it's they're sort of on the same par now almost. In a, almost. Yeah. Um, yeah, Thunderbolts. That's cool. Yeah, it might be a film. I'm I'm not totally sure there, but we're either way we're getting the Thunderbolts, which you know is obviously going to cause problems for other superheroes. You know, though, I kind of even feel like that may be actually part of the agenda with the Thunderbolts is to create is to destabilize. Maybe so. You know, that's to destabilize cool the the culture around you know because superheroes are are you know, kind of their, their public opinion is trending 
away from superheroes. And I mean, I mean, this may make me a cynic, but we've, I mean, there have definitely been movements in history where you can look back and you see like, yeah, you know, there, there's this, there's an agenda here. There's, yeah, there, there was things were specifically said. I mean, uh, the Holocaust, right. You know, like an entire cultural narrative was built up around the Jews and how they were a problem, you know? And so yeah. I feel like there, if, if there's a, I mean, clearly we've got Val, right. We've got whoever she's working for. They've got their own agenda and their agenda isn't all about the greater good. I think that's a really great idea for a Thunderbolts movie is, you know, the original thing of the Thunderbolts um, was sort of like the dark. There was the dark Avengers thing. And there was also this concept of there was supervillains pretending to be superheroes just mm-hmm. to get in close yeah. and then strike them when they're close, like Reva and Darth Vader. Um, mm-hmm. So, this would be a really cool idea of that if if what if the Thunderbolts are being made and then sent out and then to sabotage like but the Thunderbolts themselves don't know because you know I don't think Yelena would do that but let's say they're on a mission they go on a mission and it all mm-hmm. goes horribly wrong but Madam Hydra caused it to go horribly wrong on purpose to make superheroes look bad to then make it okay to introduce this new policy where we're going to lock up all superpowered beings Mm-hmm. including mutants like right. it's it's all a big conspiracy like what if bush did 9-11 but bush actually did 9-11 like bush, yeah. bush did 9-11 so we could invade the middle east but okay but that actually happened in this where the thunderbolts uh blew up a building but we did that so now we'd have an excuse to uh implement policies and stuff like that well i mean they saw whenever things went so badly that the Sokovia Accords all of a sudden had enough traction. So what if we just sort of up that ante and we just, instead of just taking advantage of what's already happened, we actually manufacture it. I'm just saying. I mean, people are always, people are down with a good conspiracy theory or a bad conspiracy theory in real life. So there's no reason not to uh, kind of take advantage of that and, up the ante in superhero world. I'm just saying that's, that's that, cool that's idea. my theory. And I think if, if that's the case, that if we're correct about what we're speculating on here, that the MCU's done a pretty good job subtly building up to that, including here in Miss Marvel with this whole nightlight thing, which I think that's hilarious that they're calling her right. nightlight. Yeah. Well, no, it, it mirrors night monkey so well. Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah. Night monkey. I was thinking, yeah. And I love how she hates it. She's mm-hmm. trying so hard. Right to, uh, to undo it, yeah. <laughs> Night monkey, that's just great. Um, so another thing, and I, I, you know, this we don't have to go too deep into this, but like damage control showing up at the mosque is kind of like, I mean, <laughs> that's kind of like a real world sort of thing, and like you know, for a lot of people, we've kind of turned a blind eye to it when it's happened in mosques. Yeah, because it's them. But over the last two years, it has happened in churches. In a lot of places where churches weren't supposed to be meeting because of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and, yeah. And so you start to look at that and you go, man, this is really like, 
I'm glad they're not being really heavy handed with that stuff, mm -hmm. but they're not afraid to just show it. Yeah. To point out like, it's a reality. Yeah. Like it's, it's a reality for people. And I think sometimes we forget that whenever things happen to a different group, you know, all of, we don't care, but all of a sudden the thing is that should, the, the other shoe is going to drop eventually. That's that's how it goes. And that's how they that's how you lose liberty is by, in, you know, being like, we don't care if those people lose their liberties. Mm -hmm. But eventually that's how it goes. Yeah, I'm not I'm I'm not like about being woke or about stuff like that. Yeah, I, I don't enjoy that. But I think this show's doing a fine job at being socially relevant while mm -hmm. not being I, annoying yeah no they are they're they haven't it's not preachy like not it, preachy. it has at no point been preachy we all know how i feel and about being preached at i think it's really really cool like okay um i i had this thought while watching this i'm like you know if you are a middle eastern person watching this show this must be really awesome yeah, I actually like uh, I said this when we recorded the other night, but I actually went out of my way to go find Pakistani and Indian mm -hmm. uh, viewers that were rea doing reactions to this show because there are a lot of things that culturally I'm probably not going to pick up on. And um, man, just the smile on their face watching it was was pretty awesome. Yeah, it's, it's nice to see. And it's just a nice thought that like, oh, yeah, it's good that they mm -hmm. get to to have the show that they can relate to like that and, and get to see that uh, their culture uh, in a superhero. I think that's a cool thing that exists. Yeah. And I'm glad it does. And I think the show's doing a fine job at presenting that. And mm -hmm. I'm enjoying those. Those are my favorite parts of the show, actually. Yeah. It, hey, just, that's hey Joker. Thanks for, uh, thanks for popping into the, uh, the chat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and as far as not having watched it, like, um, you know, we were just talking about, I, I don't feel like, you know, as, as far as a lot of the stuff, I don't feel like this show's pushing any sort of agendas, uh, which was always the accusation. Of course, there were a number of, there were some really weird, like, oh, this group is, is boycotting the show. The weirdest one is the group of Christians that was boycotting. Did you, you saw that, right? But no, no, but, but like, I'm not surprised. Uh, but, but what it turned out to be was a guy that is a known satirist created the group and it was all fake. Like, That's funny. oh, wow. Like that, that uh, boycott never actually existed. It was yeah. just a totally fake. It's just a thing. fake. That's yeah. that figures. Yeah. I mean, um, it, it I mean, wouldn't be totally out of the realm of I agree with you, Nicole. Like, I, there were things I liked about Moon Knight. Moon Knight had a lot of a lot of problems. And uh, I don't... David, did you ever finish watching Moon Knight? I did, yeah. Okay. What did you think about the end of it? Um, it, was, <laughs> it was there. It was there. I mean, I kind of just have... I kind of walked away from Moon Knight feeling nothing. I'm excited to see more of them. I, like, I like things that they set up. But yeah. I feel like they could have done more with the story. Um, but yeah, like it's probably, I will say it's the weakest of the MCU series. 
Yeah, there um, are some high moments in Moon Knight that I really enjoyed, but overall, I kind of just walked away. I don't hate it. I don't think it's a bad show by any means, and I think Oscar Isaac was great in it, but yeah. it's it, it's fine. It's a fine show, and I enjoyed seeing Moon Knight. Mm-hmm. I just I, now, The best thing about Moon Knight was that it introduced Moon Knight, mm-hmm. and now we get to see him later. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's cool, Joker Voice. I will definitely go check that. Uh, I'll go check that um, Instagram out when we're done tonight. Yeah. Um, but let's see. Um, so we're kind of getting towards the end. Is there anything else we really need to talk about other than this vision she keeps having? What's the vision, the train that she keeps seeing? I mean, obviously, oh. I think the train is. It's is tr- yeah. Was well, it the train from the from the story? Yeah, it must mm-hmm. be right. Um, it must be the train from the story, and and you know, it sounds like we're going uh, to her home country. Um, maybe I mean that's what they kind of set up at the end of this episode was her her nanny calling and 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 telling her that she needs to come. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be kind of fun. Um, I think that's interesting because well, it wasn't just that you need to come. Like first of all, the the grandmother's having these visions as well. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so whatever's going on, but the grandmother is the character that can shed some light on what's happening and what may or may not be true about the gin. Yeah, she can shed some light. I think the mother knows more than she's letting on as well. Oh, yeah. The mother's got, she's got well, some kind of trauma related to, right. to all of this. Well, and that's the other side of it is that the, you know, it's like you need to come and you need to bring your mother. Mm hmm. It just her mother, like at the beginning, whenever she first found the uh the the gauntlet, her mother was like, "Put that away! Like, don't talk about it. Don't worry about it. Like, just she wanted her to like just really move away from the subject very quickly." We don't um, talk about bangles. No, yeah, no. my kids oh, are oh, obsessing about Bruno. Bruno, we've heard so much about Bruno. In fact, I'm pretty sure the first thing they said whenever he's she's like Bruno, they said, "We don't talk about." <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, but no, that's like really the vibe the mom's got going on. Like we don't, we don't touch it. We don't talk about yeah. it. We don't talk about the grandma. We just, she was that one. The only thing I won't like if they go um, to her home country is uh, if Bruno doesn't go with them. Yeah. Cause I want to see Bruno. I want to see more Bruno. They we might not see him in Pakistan. That'd be fun. Yeah. Bruno in Pakistan. That'd be great. Yeah, it's like, is this, is this outfit too bright? <laughs> I love yeah, the mom's like, what is that? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, Nicole, as far as the numbers, uh Joker Voice and Nicole, like, yeah, I agree. Like oh, there is a lot of other stuff going on. Um she is right that they didn't promote it very much. I think they promoted it. I think the big problem was they didn't do a good job of promoting it in a way that explained who this character was to people mm-hmm. that didn't know who this character was. Yeah. I was really um but not also, particularly excited about it, the promo. It I also like show a lot is very the much the, the 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 advertising definitely shows a show that's geared towards kids. And mm-hmm. that's, I think, keeping a lot of adults from giving it a shot uh, because I don't think it's it's definitely geared towards kids uh, more, which, like I said, you know, we have three young kids that are really loving this show and loving this character. So I yeah. like that. But there's enough story that I enjoy sitting there and watching it with them. Yeah, which I think is the hallmark of good children's entertainment that the adults in the room can stand to watch it because sometimes they turn stuff on and I just have to leave. Mm-hmm. It's like Veggie Tales; <laughs> it's fun for kids and fun for adults. 
I'm dating myself here. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, 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 uh, I'm labeling my, uh, uh well, not labeling and outing myself stamp. in all kinds of ways. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, if it makes you feel any better, I, I do know what Veggie Tales is. Oh, good. I did good. go to Sunday school. You did so. go to Sunday school. You're Sunday not, school where I, we're always 20 years behind. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, but the point being is just, I know what that is. Okay, I understood good. that See, reference. You understood, you so. understood that reference. Perfect. That's what we like to hear. People understand my references. Yes. Yeah. I did see that Miss Marvel had like the lowest. Yeah. Uh, premiere I, views. It really doesn't surprise me. And right now, um, I'm ranking this show pretty high in as far as MCU mm -hmm. shows go. I think, and I, I suspect, I think we talked about this the other day. It is summertime and there's a lot of kids like right now they're doing, they're doing a lot of stuff. Right. You know, well, there's this idea that summertime's a great time to release stuff for kids, but in reality, kids are really busy in the summer. Yeah. At the beginning of the summer, but as it gets closer and closer to school starting, yeah. I think the numbers are going to continue to trend upwards. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, any other theories on what we'll see? Because um, like we said, when we talked Tuesday night, we talked about the fact that the villain ha had either not been introduced or had not been made clear that they, they really needed to do that. They mm -hmm. did that in the third episode. The other thing that I see that this character needs that we've already mentioned tonight is a mentor. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I feel like when you're going to do kids that are trying to find their way through this, they they really need some sort of mentor. They need a Gandalf. Character. It might be Nanny when, once yeah. she gets there. Uh, by the way, for the viewers joining us uh, that weren't here at the beginning of the show, my roommates are playing Apex Legends. Uh, so, so if you're hearing screaming in the background. Yeah, if you're hearing shouting, that's what's going on. It's a very intense game. Apparently, this is good to know. <laughs> yeah, just, just so, just so roommates. Joker if it's, and if it's not your roommates, it's our kids. So it's yeah. better than when I lived with my parents, and they would like walk in in the middle of recording, and yeah, be like, "Hey, sweetie, <laughs> did you eat dinner?" You know, you know, so. <laughs> right? Well, That's and every, you were sharing internet with everybody in the house. And yeah, yeah much. Sure. Yeah. Uh, here we have much better internet uh, because they play so much Xbox. This is not a joke. We have two internet routers in this house. Uh, one for when playing Xbox and one for everything else. Yeah, we just have really, really expensive internet that runs everything. Nice. I don't worry about I don't pay for the internet, so whatever. <laughs> I just pay my rent and then live my life. Yeah, cool. that works. I, don't, well, I don't question it. Is there anything else y'all want to mention before we wrap up? And also, um, I know you hadn't watched it, Joker, but uh, Nicole, if you've got anything uh, to mention before we wrap up, uh, feel free to throw it out there in the chat. Um, but do y'all have anything else, you know, whether it be side characters? Because uh, we've gotten some good. I think Bruno is the best side character. I really like the dad, though. The dad is great. Um, I really like the brother. I mean, he's kind of chaotic, but I really like the brother. I like yeah. the mom. I like her other friend. Um, Nakia. Nakia. Yes. I like her as well. It's um, Cameron. I, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not into Cameron yet, but we'll see how that goes. 
Yeah, Cameron's going to be an interesting character. Uh, we also have a, a fairly big actor that I'm assuming will probably show up while they're in mm -hmm. uh, in Pakistan and Karachi yeah. um, over the next couple episodes or whenever that happens. Um, who's going to at least play the role of an antagonist? I believe. Uh, do you know the character, the Red Dagger, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's Aramis. Okay. And now the the fun thing about Aramis Knight is he. Uh, does a lot of really physical roles like he's he's actually yeah, he, got well, he did a lot of his own stunts in into the badlands right yeah and he was only like 16 when that started which i i didn't realize like i thought he was one of those like 20 somethings playing a 16 year old and so i was a little judgy mm. but now that i know that he was really actually only 16 i'll, I'll give him i'll give him a little more credit yeah no i don't have anything else to add to the show um it's it's pretty fun and and it, I kind of even am enjoying the a not very complex, not very tense show. I just finished the most recent mm -hmm. season of Peaky Blinders, and well, and everything else we have thinker, on, so. right? Well, everything else we have on right now is sort of intense. Yeah. Stranger Things yeah. is freaking intense. Dude. <laughs> if you're watching so. Stranger Stranger Things, I saw Joker voice mentioned the boys. If you're watching any of that yeah. stuff, you're watching stuff that's really intense. Mm -hmm. It's not a bad thing to have something that's uh, yes, not a, a little bit of so. a palate cleanser. Yeah. You know, it's something you can kind of watch and this, this and the Orville are, you know, a little bit, a little bit more lighthearted. Although honestly, the Orville's a little darker. This it, it's kind of trending more and more that way. I sort of I feel like it. the Orville just set out this season to be the new Star Trek, the next generation. Yeah, I think so. It's gotten less and less, um, you know, like it initially started off as like, oh, Seth MacFarlane does Star Trek and it's kind of, you know. A little off color but it's gotten less and less that way it's definitely well, trending i want to give a shout out to roe for defending me whenever you tweeted me earlier i uh, didn't see I don't it know if you saw, <laughs> he responded and said like i'm with david on this one we're gonna stand together and not watch the orville <laughs> out out of principle at this point out of principle well, yeah. you know that's the way you felt about star trek if you recall when we started all of this you were like i'm not watching star trek me me yeah. me 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 you can't make me 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 yep and so here we are so, like, if you don't like this, if you don't like the uh, Seth MacFarlane humor, like, just skip the first two seasons and start <laughs> yeah. watching the new Hulu season because it's kind of like a reset anyway. Yeah. Look, is it anything like A Million Ways to Die in the West? No, no. Thank God. Okay, that's that's selling it. No, and and that's I'm serious. It. Like, the new season is the closest thing we've ever gotten to Star Trek: The Next Generation since star trek the next generation it's way more star trek than cool. any star trek on tv right now okay i haven't seen uh strange, new, strange worlds. new worlds so maybe we'll give it maybe we'll give it the possibility but miss marvel's great it's Ms. fun marvel's so, are, you, are your sisters yeah. liking it i haven't i haven't uh talked to him talked to him about it yet uh but does your girlfriend like it she does like it uh she is a little behind though uh, so she didn't want to join us tonight. She hasn't seen this most recent episode, but um, okay. Well, if she catches I, up, she should come next time. The plan, the plan is just when we review the final episode, I'm gonna get her to okay. come on, awesome, and talk about it because yeah, she's uh, she's read all the Miss Marvel comics. So. Oh, that's right. Yes, definitely. Yeah, that so, would yeah be we great. definitely want to want to hear her thoughts on it as well. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that's gonna probably wrap us up for this episode of the Science Fictionary. 
Uh, thank you, Nicole and Joker, for joining us in the chat, and uh, Don for for poking your head in the room, even though you're you're not here anymore. <laughs> uh, maybe you'll come back and watch this after you catch up. Yes, but um, yeah, we're bad about spoilers. This is not the show to come watch. <laughs> this is not oh, the show yeah. to come watch if you haven't even, seen. We it. didn't even give a spoiler warning. Spoiler uh, alert! I, I'll go back and put it in the description. Um, yeah. hopefully at this point most people that show up know that that's what we do here but i will add it to the title that's fair nice all right so uh until next time david david where can people find you online uh, i'm defending myself from marisha on twitter at david underscore jg peoples yeah and i'm occasionally getting on to hassle david on twitter uh, peepad once that's really the only thing i use twitter for these days <laughs> thanks Occasionally, I get on and say nice things about David. Yeah, you do. You, it's true. You like my <laughs> tweets. It's true. Yeah, you know he's like he's hilarious on Twitter. Like Thanks. a lot of people are like, oh, like whatever. You're just you're commenting, but like you've always got fun things to say. <laughs> Thank you. All right, guys. Well, that's going to wrap us up. You can find me running the Twitter account for this show at sci underscore fictionary. You can drop us a line at the science fictionary at gmail .com. You can also find us as well as the rest of the Red 5 podcast family at Red 5 Network on Twitter. And until next time, may the force be with you. What? I was I was going to say until next time, I'm not watching the Orville. <laughs> this podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. <laughs>